This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things that matter most driving the world of automotive sales. Let's get to it. In honor of Black History Month, we are taking a detour from our weekly deep dive into automotive sales and highlighting someone whose achievements have been instrumental in paving the way for other African-Americans in auto retail. This week's featured guest is Mr. Bill Atkins, who has more than 50 plus years of experience working in the automotive industry. Most recently, Mr. Atkins helped spearhead the tech startup Automotive Mastermind, which specializes in predictive analytics for the industry. Through his extensive industry contacts, Mr. Atkins helped Automotive Mastermind grow from seven employees and eight clients to well over 300 employees and 1,200 clients. His efforts eventually helped launch to land a $500 million merger deal with IHS Market, a leading consumer insights company. Mr. Atkins was an automobile dealer for more than 19 years, which included serving as president and general manager at what was once one of the highest selling Corvette dealerships in the country. He also spent 10 years at the National Automobile Dealers Association as a professor training prospective dealer candidates on financial and retail automotive management. I know we've had a little trouble getting your audio together, but but thank you for taking the time to join us on To The Point, Mr. Atkins. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Mr. Atkins, you've held a variety of different positions in automotive and have had a lot of success. When did you first start working in the industry? Well, th- thanks for your compliments and your kind words. I got started in automobile industry in Chicago with um, a financial company, General Motors Acceptance Corporation. And when was that? Uh, that's going back to early. Let me just think about this for a minute because uh, I think that was in 1970. Wow. So you you've. You've had a lot of experiences over the years in the industry, but when, if we can, like going back to when you first started in the industry, what was the thing that sort of prompted you to to pursue a career in automotive? Well, let me uh, go back a little bit farther than that. Um, my first uh, entrepreneur experience had been uh, as a newspaper uh, delivery boy. And my father was uh, instrumental in teaching me how to manage my money. And then thereafter, uh, I was fortunate enough uh, when I was with GMAC, one of the dealers in Chicago had a Pontiac store. And he took an interest in me and he started telling me about the business. Uh, I left Chicago, went to Los Angeles and stayed uh, and got another job with General Motors in a similar capacity. But I was going through the ranks and. Lord Abbott, the uh, branch manager, saw my sales potential, so he got me an interview, which I ended up getting another job with MGM as a district manager with Pontiac. And in the process, I got transferred from Los Angeles to Cincinnati. And it was fortunate because I was calling on a young dealer, Jim Foreman, and he was doing real well. And he told me, why don't you become a dealer? And I hadn't thought that much about it. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I met Bob Ross, who was a, a black dealer, and he became my mentor. And uh, it just went on from there. The more he told me about the business and how successful he was, and then with me calling on dealers, seeing the ones who were successful and not successful, I was able to develop an experience which helped me get qualified for a program with General Motors, which is a dealer development program, which I went through. 
and was able to uh, qualify to be a dealer, uh, but just couldn't find the right opportunity until 1985 when I came out of the academy and I brought my first dealership uh, in Ohio in 1985. And what dealership was that? Uh, that was Atkins Chevy Buick O's in Fostoria, Ohio. Okay. Okay. And you mentioned, um, I believe it was Bob Ross. Bob Ross uh, was the Buick dealer. His uh, daughter right now, Janelle Ross, uh, she was a, a young girl, a young child when Bob was mentoring me. I was a district manager calling on Pontiac dealers in Ohio and Indiana. And Bob had a dealership in Indiana. Then he got the dealership in Ohio. And we stayed friends. And whenever I was uh, in the area, I would stop in his store, even though it was a Buick store. It wasn't one of my dealers, but he took an interest along with another fellow, Raleigh Geis, who I met when I was doing work up in New Hampshire. These were uh, some of the first black dealers. Uh, it's just been a number of them. And I was fortunate enough that these dealers took an interest in me and shared information, insights, pitfalls, and uh, how to be successful in this industry. What? Why was why was that insight important to you? What What was it about the the industry that really said to you that that this this insight and this mentorship from those that are more seasoned in the space would would be beneficial to you? Well, the fact of the matter is uh, there weren't that many uh, black dealers, and it was a new uh, situation. And the ones who had just got started had their own challenges. Because I could go into dealerships, you didn't see that many black people. First of all, then you find a dealer all of a sudden coming in, being the one that's investing and is going to manage and operate it. You had to get people used to working with you. And it was always a challenge. You had to prove yourself uh, throughout when you first got started. People were just wondering if you were capable. It's no different than they did with the uh, football players. They used to think of quarterbacks, uh, black quarterbacks couldn't play the quarterback. They changed the position on them. So it was that challenge, and the dealers were just telling me, that you just have to respect yourself, know what you're doing, keep learning, and if you st- you know if you focus on the right things, you'll be successful. But just don't get too big in your own regards because you got to get the people to do the work for you. Well, what was your considering considering those challenges, Bill? What, what was your personal motivation? My personal motivation was I just wanted to do more than people thought I was capable of doing because my father had to start working early on in life. And I wanted to do something for my family. And I just wanted to prove to myself that I had the ability to do whatever I wanted to do, as long as I learned the particulars that was involved with that type of business. It was no different than getting a job with GMAC, being capable of uh, getting a promotion to lead a group of people. It just went on where you have to believe in yourself. And if you don't know something, take the time to learn so you can prepare yourself for the opportunities that will present themselves. Well, was there was there any moment, or is there any moment that that stands out most to you over over the duration of your career? I think the moment that stood out most is that my first dealership I got in Ohio when I was signing the contract, uh, taking all the money that I had and that I had borrowed and everything else, and committed to a, a area that I was not familiar with. I wasn't from. And I was taking a risk to, uh, to be successful or lose all of my investment. And then I think thereafter, I was able to give my father a car without him buying it because I had a dealership and I could afford to do that. 
What what were the? I can only imagine. I mean, the, the idea of of starting your first dealership in an area that you were not familiar with. I mean, first first and foremost, just starting your own dealership during that period had to be um, extremely sort of like challenging, and I'm and I would imagine uh, pretty nervous for you. But the idea of starting that in a place that you didn't know. Can you talk about that? Well, the, the biggest challenge I had was uh, getting my wife to move to a little small town with about 15,000 people. And all I had was a lot of cornfields around. Me. And there are very few blacks in the town and only one other black uh, business person. And he was uh, working for one of the large manufacturers. So going into that town, trying to get established. And shortly thereafter, our, our daughter was born. And then my wife, you know, was used to being in uh, larger cities, uh, Detroit, Los Angeles. And now I got in this little town. So it was adjustment lifestyle, but we made the best of it. And I recruited people that I had met along the way. So I had some familiarity uh, within the organization with people I had either trained, which one of my managers I had trained when he was a salesperson. And I promised that I would, you know, hire him as a manager when I got the deal. Eventually, I trained him to get his own deal, which he became a general manager later on. So my focus was on trying to develop people and train them and get them to do more than they were capable of doing or thinking they could do and making sure I was successful. And it worked out where I was able to sell that dealership and get an opportunity for a larger store in Atlanta, Georgia. How, how long did you did you uh, have that dealership? From 85 to 89, uh, then I went to Atlanta to open up another dealership. Uh, and it didn't work out because uh, I had a opportunity with Oldsmobile and the product uh, was having some issues. Uh, at one time, they were, a, were selling a million Oldsmobile uh, industry-wide, and then some changes was made. And I tried to put Oldsmobile and Toyota together, and that didn't work out. And uh, it's, some situation came up from that where I had applied for Toyota to go with it. And when I did, uh, the owners thought I was another Bill Atkins, uh, who there is another Bill Atkins on the West Coast. It was like, guess who's coming to dinner when I showed up? Wow. Wow. So so speaking of that, what is what has been your biggest takeaway as a black man working in, in the in the automotive industry and specifically in in auto retail? The biggest thing is be willing to change and continue learning. Uh, surround yourself with uh, smart and capable people who are technology savvy. Uh, anticipate the direction of the industry and the marketplace so you can stay in front of the changes and use past experiences that have worked and the ones that have not worked to be a better person and leader and an example for others who have aspiration to do what you're doing. I have a appointment with a young man now who wants to talk about how to become a dealer, and I got to schedule a call with him. And I just continue trying to help people uh, within the industry. And that's how I ended up going into business with one of my students when I was teaching automotive management for the National Automobile Dealers Association. And it has helped me uh, travel the world, see things that I probably never would have seen, been places that most people wouldn't go, and was a... Uh, only one of color in a lot of situation, but you know, if you just properly uh, uh, be respectful, I guess is a big thing of yourself and others. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of people that's going to encourage you. So you got to encourage yourself uh, regardless of what's going on and how other people feel about you. 
in, in in closing, if you were to to send a message or talk to those that are in leadership within the world of of automotive and they were trying to understand the importance of diversity, what would you say to them? Don't judge someone based on what you hear and see, which it might not be accurate. Judge someone after you get to know them and find out what their capabilities are and just give them a chance uh, and just put yourself in their position. If you were wearing their shoes, how would you respond uh, to their questions and how would you respond to trying to help them? Or just be kind and considerate. And I guess the biggest thing is follow some of the biblical principles because it all applies to business, how you treat someone, how you want to be treated. And just be fair and open-minded and try to do the right thing. And you'll be rewarded by giving back to helping someone who might not ordinarily get that opportunity. I really want to thank you, Mr. Atkins, for, for taking us through some of the high points of your illustrious career and providing our listeners with some interesting tidbits on the world of automotive retail. Thank you very much. And I appreciate the opportunity to share a couple of thoughts and hopefully uh, one person might get a benefit out of it. And if there are anyone who would like to talk more with me, I'm very receptive to sharing more information. Thanks again. Thank you. Now, back to the noise. Oh, no.